Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Ink Show. I don't know how to carry on from there. Is that it? That's uh, that's all we're getting. I bought a domain name. Yeah, you did. You did. You did buy a domain name. As far as impulse purchases go, it's got to be one of the weirder ones. I mean, it was literally a straight up thought of it, checked it, bought it, basically. Doesn't get more impulsive than that. I am now the proud owner of whereisairpower.com. I love how last episode you were berating me for mentioning it, and now you've bought a domain name. Yeah, well, if you're going to do it, do it properly, right? Go all in, yep. Buy a domain name. I, I still, re- I might screenshot the hover parked page and combine it with an image of Phil Schiller, like from the Courage meme, from when they dropped the headphone jack. Yes. Like with those eyes, and then mash them up. And basically say underneath, we we don't know. So where is airpower.com? <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Exactly, because no one knows where it is. Phil probably doesn't even know where it is. <laughs> Phil's probably out of the loop on this one. <laughs> probably. He knew about a year ago, but he hasn't seen it since. It just got lost in Johnny Ives' white room. That's the problem, because yeah. it's white. They put it down it's, on a table yeah. in there. They just can't find they, it again. <laughs> They actually. <laughs> I've just got this image of Craig going in and just being like, okay, okay, guys. And then just feeling around me like, I will find it. This time's the time. We're going to find it this time. Johnny's just in the corner. Just, I feel like he'd probably smoke a pipe. I don't know why. I just see him sitting there with his Design by Apple in California book with his legs crossed in his chair. And he just sort of looks up, sighs, closes the book, puts it down. And he's like, Craig, you're not going to find it. I've been trying since September 17. Um, they should just get some thermal imaging cameras, and then they'll then they'll find it straight away. What, are, you, are you trying to say that uh, heat management was a problem? What? No, no. Why would I? Why would I insinuate that? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it's all right. Johnny's too busy designing rings for charities. Air power's not his top priority anymore. <laughs> Let's not talk about Johnny's rings again. Let's just <laughs> let's not do that ever again. Yeah, we're not going back there. Oh, it's a scary place. We're only six minutes in. <laughs> um. So yeah, how how have the last two weeks been, Lex? These two weeks always disappear. Yeah, it's, it's so. It it's, feels like yesterday I was sitting here recording. Ah, uh, yep. It feels like yesterday I was doing a frantic edit to get it out. And uh, yeah. now I've got to do it again. You've got a little more time. i got a lot more time. Man. You've got a lot more time. Double the time. Yeah. To be fair. Should should make things nice and easy. Does that mean this episode is going to be 100% better than last episode? No. Oh. Because the last one was actually pretty good, accidentally. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, actually. Everyone was quite impressed. I was very pleased with how it turned out. Hmm. I, I mean, we didn't mention at all that I got a brand new microphone. Oh yeah, and we're now not no longer in the same building doing it. Yeah, we uh, we're we're both in our um, our hovels, um, yeah. in yeah separate locations, over the the magic of the internet. Right. Um, right. And this this week, Lex has his lights turned off because he's freaky like that. <laughs> Most of them. I've got my desk lamp on, so that's that's fine. I'm not in. I'm not. I'm not in the pitch black. Did you noticed a bit of annoying hum in the last episode. 
it was because Lex's lights uh, decided to make noise. It's uh, the new HomeKit-enabled uh, lights that decide to make noise as well. Alexa's built into them as well. God damn it, Alexa, stop. I forgot to say, ahoy telephone, quieten the lights. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have these ancient downlighters, which uh, make quite a buzz when they're not either turned up full, um, and they weren't. So that was it. That was the reason. Struggle is real. And I love how, because I edit out all the silences, it's just nothing, and then suddenly Lex is about to come in, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did notice it. I don't think anyone else did, though, to be fair. The people that... I, 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 well, the people I know have listened to it haven't said anything. Maybe they were just being kind. Um, no one pointed it out. I mean, I noticed it because obviously you told me about it. Um, but other than that... I noticed it. Yes, yeah. I mean, arguably, I, I'm glad you did. It's your job to notice these things. Exactly. Um, but this week I can hear my chair creaking. Oh, dear. Was it chirking? Was it creaking last week or...? It's always creaks. It's been creaking for years. Oh. You should get a new chair. Yeah, it's it's decades old. I read it's like an office chair from the late, early noughties. Early noughties. Yeah, it's pretty old. It might even be late nineties. The the cushions all gone. Uh, lots of lots of memories on this chair. Anyway, let's move on to follow up. Um. There is some follow up this week from from weeks ago actually it's 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 a follow up topic that's two weeks removed or three weeks removed. It might have even been the first episode. Go for it, Lexi uh yep, so in a nutshell, this whole spy chip scandal um I think it was the first week, so this is a month ago. whoa, um no, it's uh wait, this is episode five, bro. Yeah, but we Wait. do it every two weeks, so this is... Oh my god, we do, don't we? ten weeks ago. Sorry, what? We've been doing this podcast for ten weeks? That's like a term of school in the UK. <laughs> that is horrifying. Ten weeks? Ten weeks. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Um, anyway. Um, hmm. So yes, as we all know, Bloomberg claimed that there were some... Some 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 not so happy chips in Apple servers, uh, in some um, Amazon servers. Mainly Apple were the main focal point. Um, Supermicro said company that manufactures. They have uh, launched an in-depth investigation, and surprise surprise, said in-depth investigation has turned up nothing. No chips, no bad chips anyway. Um, yeah, pretty much as we expected. Or we all came to the opinion that this was pretty much bogus. Uh, interestingly enough, having now that this has come out, uh, Bloomberg have still not taken down the article. At this point, they won't. It's too too far gone now. So they're sticking to their guns no matter how wrong. The, the guns are basically pointing in the other direction at them, and they're still not taking them down out of spite or pride. Um, so yes, good job, Bloomberg. This is, so to summarise... Bloomberg aren't going to be attending any Apple keynotes anytime soon. Indeed, yeah. Sounds like it. The next one they'll probably end up at is the AirPower unveiling, AirPower 2. So, uh, AirPower uh, 2? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm not even sure we'll be alive by then. No, but will I have a Mac Pro? 
hopefully. Hopefully. Well, by all accounts, it'll probably be uh, black or space grey, so they should be able to find it in Johnny's office. It won't disappear down the rabbit hole? No, no. I mean, if it is round, it might... Um, anyway. Maybe they'll mistake it for, like, something, you know, uh, a household item, like a cheese grater or a trash can. So they went with cheese grater, then they went with trash can. What are they going to do next? Toaster? My money's on... I, I was about to say toaster. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, the toaster Mac Pro! I can't wait. I hope they they use a household item just to keep it going. Um, yeah, yeah. Or even something funky like the sink. The sink. The sink the Mac sink. Pro. The twenty nineteen Mac, Mac Pro. Pro. That doesn't see. That doesn't sound like. I mean, arguably, neither does trash can. But it doesn't sound like a positive. That sounded so positive, didn't it? It did, didn't it? I mean, there were a lot of misgivings about that, but I think it will go down as one of the most beautiful pieces of hardware design. Oh, I don't have time for anyone that disses the Trashcat Mac Pro. It's amazing. My opinion hasn't changed of this Bloomberg story. If you want to hear our opinions, go listen to episode one, Once You Go Mac, from the 23rd of October. Uh, You can find it in our podcast feed. Uh, But, yeah, I think it's... uh, I'm more interested. All I take from this is I'm now even more interested in finding out how this story actually came to be. Mm, I can imagine this will be someone's job for the next year or so, and we'll hear something about it next September, be like, ah, this is how it happened. But uh, I don't think we'll be hearing anything more about this for a while, if we ever do again. We actually have some real-time follow-up. From last week, we reported that uh, Apple Music is coming to the Amazon Echo in the week of the 17th of December. Well, today, as we record, it's Friday the 14th of December, and 17 minutes ago, Apple Music on Amazon Echo went live in the United States. It did indeed. I also got the notification just before we started recording. Um, Yay! I like being topical. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, wow, we're really on it. We are really on it. Interestingly enough, since last time we recorded, nothing came of that MacBook Air camera thing. No. Like, literally nothing. At all. Um, Died to death. I'm very surprised. I was, I was sure that was about to become a thing. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a second wind, perhaps? Maybe. After Christmas is gone? Because I imagine lots of people will get MacBook Airs for Christmas. And oh, I'd imagine the God. people that are going to get them for Christmas are the people that are going to be using the webcams, arguably. Um, oh, not to God, you know, stereotype no. there. Um, so maybe in January, who knows? Mm-hmm. This might have, get some second wind. I could see that happening. Really hope not. Yeah, I was watching a um, uh, a review today. I'm not sure why I was watching it. Of, of a... No, I think it was that was it. It was posted somewhere, and it was actually a relatively positive review of this 2018 MacBook Air. And I was like, hmm, I'm intrigued. What is this person highlighted about this MacBook that makes it positive? Um, I think it was uh, Linus uh, Tech Review, you know, the guy, the YouTuber. Um, oh, Linus Tech Tips. Yeah, that's oh, the one. The guy, um, Apple broke my iMac Pro. <laughs> um... He actually brings the webcam up. Doesn't say anything about it other than it's mediocre. That's it. Uh, yeah. But he was actually relatively positive. Um, he was comparing it to um, Dell XPS and... Oh, uh, what else was he comparing it to? 
I can't Probably remember. Probably the Matebook? No, it wasn't actually. I think the... M- the Huawei Matebook is an attractive machine, mm. I think. Right? Yeah. Very pretty. It is. It is. Um, whoever, whoever buys laptops is a moron though, right? <sighs> laptops suck. They really do. They're just awful. I mean, Mac OS is designed for desktops. Windows is designed for hybrids, to be honest. It's literally Windows. Yeah, Windows belongs on a tablet nowadays. Mac OS belongs on an iMac. That's all. That's my personal opinion. Um, I love my iMac so much. And every time I look at a Mac notebook now, I just, I just don't get it for the first time when I would I could be using iOS on the 13 inch iPad Pro it's yeah it's I find it very hard to understand Mac notebooks after the last couple of months my world's been turned upside down Lex it's been absolutely tipped up and beaten and suffocated under this massive grey expanse of a smart keyboard folio yeah, it's definitely grey, unfortunately. I just wish it came in blue or something. Oh, know. man. I, I, I really like the grey. <laughs> I love it's it. It's nice, but uh, I mean, it's fine, I guess. I don't know. No, no, it totally should be in other colours. There's no denying yeah. it at all. It should totally be available. But I really like it. And I haven't found anyone else that does. I, it's a nice grey. It's a nice... I don't... It's. It looks like it means business. Um, I think there should be very much definitely be a white one definitely should be a white one at least um, yeah. if there was some kind of blue as we've said before I'd probably get it um, but yeah it's. Oh, and I wish it had a an Apple logo on the back that would really make it a little bit better because I had the original iPad case for my first gen iPad back in 2010 and that was this sort of grey and it had an Apple logo like on the front that was a lighter shade of grey, it looked brilliant. Hmm. Yeah, that would be nice. You have gone on about this a lot over the last week or so. How you wish there were an Apple logo. Somewhere. Just somewhere. Like Yeah. Must have been, it is odd. Apple do like to brand their stuff. Yep, and then they're just covering it up. But like it's it's interesting that I quite often want to take the iPad out of the case. And just admire it and use it as a naked device because it is beautiful. But I always think, no, I I want my keyboard there at a moment's notice. And I like how heavy it becomes and big it feels when I fold the keyboard back. It just, it feels like this is a really powerful hybrid device. Whereas if I take it out the case, sure, it's really lovely and slender, but it, it's a sort of, mind over matter thing but it just suddenly feels less capable and more like my old iPad and I I just love keeping it in the keyboard fair enough fair enough when I inevitably do get one at some point oh um, yeah do you have an iPad Pro yet? no no this is going to be full up every week at this point Um, I don't my TV's broken Uh, how did your TV break Lex? it was a sad story I was putting up a new bed um Named after me, I the Lex. Yeah, the Lex. Um, stood the mattress up. Mattress tipped forward a little bit. Just clipped the corner of the TV. 
TV fell on top of the the impact driver that I was using to put the bed together, <laughs> smashes the screen. Um, to be fair, I did catch the TV before it hit the floor. It's the fastest I've moved in a while, um, but unfortunately, the damage had already been done. Um, I mean, you know it's serious when I went on Xbox last night and it said, had your gamer tag and it said last seen eight days ago. And uh, See, there is another TV I can use, but it's old and I don't want to. <laughs> um, I should have been using this time to sort of catch up with you on the amount of hours put into Red Dead, but... You should have done, yeah. I haven't played it much, I've been busy, and yesterday, or day before, I spent a lot of time on Horizon 4, um, which was a nice break from Red Dead. Um, Is this the first time you've played another game? Mm, yes, properly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I played... A, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, the rest is insignificant. This is the first time i played a game that's not Red Dead since it came out. Um, and it was refreshing, because I'd spent a couple of... I had a couple of days where I... I racked up 20 hours on Red Dead in in the space of, yet yeah, I think two days off, which is extreme for me. Um, and mm. it, I got a lot done, both exploration and story-wise. I basically am where you are now, and I just oh, okay. kind of wanted to take a step back from it. Nice, nice. I wasn't um, finding the story as, mm. in, as magical because I was sort of was burning for it a little bit, so I just wanted to... But I was also getting addicted to it, so I just kind of <laughs> want to step back, play some, play some Forza, and then get back into Red Dead, hopefully sometime in the next few days. Um, nice. Okay, let's uh, let's leave follow up. Twenty two minutes into the recording. Yep, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got some uh, we got some micro topics this week. Um, concept is entirely stolen from the Connected podcast. Um, but it sort of just happened. It's com- it's just uh, completely coincidental that we this week we have a couple of tiny little things to talk about. And like two, three weeks ago, Connected started doing mini topics. So, um, yeah. Anyway. I feel like if we change them to nano topics, nah, that sounds even call, better. I, I think they call them... Okay, we'll call them nano topics. So, nano can, topic like, number trademark one. Trademark that. Yes. Yeah, continue. By the domain name, nanotopics.com. So, friend of the show, Michael W. Bell, who is a musician and a YouTuber, um, he gave us a nice shout-out in one of his vlogs this week, which was was lovely. The video is called Shout-outs and a Positive Argument for Sharing. He was talking about why we create and why we share and how we shouldn't get stuck in looking at subscribers and likes and things like that. And he, amongst other people, he gave us a shout-out because he thought we were very good, Um, which is great and uh, very much appreciated. So go check out his channel on YouTube. He's Michael W. Bell. There will be a link to his channel in the show notes. He's really cool, really cool guy. Uh, We both know him IRL. And uh, he's... uh, I really found this video kind of deep i kind of needed to watch it um it was yeah the the message obviously that that he was trying to portray mainly is i i think what i took away from anyway is that it's really hard sometimes to do things like this because there's no there's no confirmation there's no gratification you don't necessarily get instant feedback you know you're putting this out into the world and you're not having 
you know, if you have a conversation with someone, you know how they felt about that conversation. You know, you know, if you're performing, you know, in front of people, it's very easy to get that immediate feedback. For something that we're doing here, that doesn't happen. You don't know if this thing's good. You know, it's like you put so much time into something and it makes it difficult to continue doing something like this, perhaps, if you aren't obviously getting any feedback. And obviously he was saying it's so disheartening to can be anyway, you know, to, to see that like button and that share button stay, you know, in single figures when you put, you know, hours and hours of work into something. Um, and yeah, it's just a, pro not a problem, but it's just a kind of a barrier to this kind of industry and, and the world that we're in today is that you might not get what you want out of something. Um, you know, you might not immediately see the, the ramifications of what you're doing, but if you continue doing what you're doing, you know, who knows? I guess you just kind of got to stick with it. I think the best example and the one I use a lot for this kind of thing is MKBHD. He only became big, I'd say, like, big, big about two, two and a half years ago. And now he's easily the most influential tech YouTuber out there. He, as I have said before, his reviews are just next level in production um, content and the way he's so unbiased it's unbelievable he is yep. very very good at what he does but the point is if you go onto his channel as I say only really became big big about two years ago you look at when he started the channel 2008 that is 10 years ago so for a good six years he was slogging away at it maybe not with much recognition um, but he stuck with it and look what's happened um, so never give up on these things and uh, I really needed to see Mike's video because I think my audience is bigger than I could have ever hoped for and I'm very happy about that but I'd like it to be bigger and Mike's videos, hearing it from someone you know and hearing your content directly mentioned and I can totally relate with what he was saying of course with having a day job and trying to do this on the side it was very rewarding almost to watch this video and just reminding myself that the create the content I make and create is going to contribute to something if I keep at it um, I have the power to make something of this if I keep at it don't just give up because someone hasn't subscribed or liked the video and obviously on my YouTube videos I get a hell of a lot of dislikes because people hate Apple and they hate anyone who talks about it but I don't really care. I just keep making the videos and I don't want to stop. Yeah. Perseverance, I guess, is what it comes down to. Um, exactly. And yeah, it's a really good video and definitely highlights a lot of the issues that, you know, you can face doing this kind of thing. The uh, next nano topic I want to bring up is Overcast. Um, the reason I'm bringing this up, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Overcast, but... I was thinking of all the people, especially our friends who listen to this show, that listen to it in the uh, stock podcast player. Please don't do that. Please don't do it. That, that, that podcast player has got so much better recently, but only recently. Mm. It's got a lot of catching up to do. And the big thing about something like Overcast, A, it's immense in, in its design and its functionality. Um, but it's the way it messes with, not messes, enhances the audio. So if I listen to this show through Overcast, like the morning after I've published it and I want to listen to it back, um, 
it just sounds so good in Overcast with voice boost on and uh, smart speed. So I do my best to adjust and normalize the audio levels in this and I cut out silences the best I can as well. But voice boost and smart speed are amazing and they make listening to this show and others, everyone, like I've been listening to proper professional podcasts and occasionally I turn the voice boost off just to see what it sounds like and wow, even for them, like the voice boost helps. Um, And the other cool thing about it is the way it presents chapters, uh, the way it presents info and links. So on our podcast, it has the web address of Blue Ink Code. It also automatically has uh, our release schedule. So it says every other Tuesday. Um, I didn't do that. It just did it because we publish it every other Tuesday. Uh, It really is great. So if you haven't checked out Overcast, I'd thoroughly recommend it. I've been using it for a couple of years now. I listen to all my podcasts for it. Um, There is a premium option if you want to pay. You don't have to. I mean, you unlock a few things like turning off ads, changing the icon, things like that. I think it's about £9 a year. Uh, I did it purely to support the developer and I want the development on Overcast to continue. And there are others available as well, um, but Overcast is my one of choice and it is the way I would recommend to listen to the Blue Ink Show. Uh, but there are other ones like uh, Castro and Pocket Casts. Um, so yeah, there are loads of options out there. And as I say, the, the stock Apple Podcasts app is fine, but if you're into podcasts, you might want to check one of these other ones out. And uh, the great thing about them is, especially, I I mean, some of the others, they feed from all sorts of places, but Overcast uses iTunes as the directory, so if it's on iTunes, it's going to be in Overcast. Um, and I think Pocket Cast also feeds off of Google Play and Spotify and things like that. Um, so yeah, loads of, loads of cool options out there. Overcast, definitely the one to go for. Oh, I love Overcast, I really do. Yeah. I've used Pocket Casts in the past. I, it was my first one that I used. Um, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. But once you once you understand how Overcast works and the best way to use it, and especially with all that, that voice boost and the smart speed stuff, it just makes the podcast come to life. It makes a massive difference. It really does. It's brilliant. And you can adjust the speed on top of the smart speed. So I usually have it. I always have smart speed on. And then for some shows I just have it cranked up a little bit so it goes a little bit faster anyway um, others I just leave on normal normal smart speed which basically shortens silences uh, but yeah it's especially if you're like me where I have a podcast playlist of all the shows I listen to on a weekly basis and I get maybe 10 hours of podcasts a week I need smart speed I can't listen to them all otherwise um, so yeah which doggo is that? Uh, that is probably Paige, I believe. I think that's Paige. Yeah. So you have two dogs, right? I have three dogs. Three dogs, Jack. Three ah, dogs. You're, nah, you're lying. Okay, cool. Let's go on <laughs> to the first major topic of the show. Continuing on with our topic list from previous weeks, because that's how this works. Uh, Apple brings back free hour of code sessions. So Apple have been doing this for a few years. They have an hour-long session that anyone can attend. At Apple, a bit like today at Apple, I believe it's part of today at Apple now, I guess they've integrated it, but they were doing it f- beforehand, it's usually around this time of year, um, and it's, it's yeah, it's it's just a free hour of coding in an Apple store, um, which is really cool, I mean they even do it for, they do a kids hour, which is people age 6 to 12, 
which is probably the best time to get into coding. Um, and they use uh, Swift playgrounds and robot accessories to make it fun for the kids and and actually see your code function like that is a great way to learn it because I mean seeing it function um, in a playground or just building the product and running it in the simulator is enough for me but I'd imagine if you're age 7 that's pretty dull whereas if you <laughs> see a little robot carry out a command you just wrote on an iPad that's pretty awesome uh, so that's why that's cool. Um, and it's fr- as obviously it's free. Anyone can go do it, all ages. And uh, if you're into it, I think learning from someone at Apple is probably a good starting point if you just want a little taster of what coding's like, especially with Swift. Um, and then you can just carry it on on Swift Playgrounds on your iPad. You know what we should do this time next year when they, I'd imagine they probably do it again? We should go. Yeah, I mean, it's still on at the moment. We could still go. <laughs> I think it's to the 14th of December. Oh, it literally finishes is, uh, today. today. I thought it was all month. Yeah. No, um, it looks like the 14th. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. We, uh, <laughs> we're talking about something that's over. So we're not <laughs> advertising. We're, we're not advertising anymore. Um, <laughs> we are just <laughs> talking about the impact of this, uh, which is awesome. Uh, coding is a skill. Um I think I think it's one of those things that is it might be a little overemphasized coding in its current iteration if that makes sense when people say oh it's the only skill that's worth learning going forward I think that's a bit overhyped but problem solving and programming as a as a thing is sort of yes that's very important so If you are really skilled making shortcuts, which doesn't involve a single line of code most of the time, it involves a lot of dragging stuff around, that, I don't care, that is still programming. Programming is definitely the skill to learn going forward, whether it's necessarily coding or scripting or actual programming with something like Swift or JavaScript or coding HTML, who knows? But I think it's get get people started early, get people interested and we'll see what what the future holds. So it's great that a company like Apple, you can walk into a store which is meant for buying things and making money for the company. No, they're giving out lessons for free. It's I think it's pretty good. You don't see uh, Google and Amazon doing that. Or Samsung. <laughs> Definitely not Samsung. Um, no, it, it is really cool. And I think it just, again, hammers home, especially what... Um, our, our good old Angela's doing with the retail space. Um, obviously, this is you know not just obviously her remit um, specifically, uh, but again, I just it, it's it's a really good face for Apple to have. I'm not saying they're doing it purely you know for selfish reasons. Obviously, you know a couple of years ago when they were really championing kids at WWDC, and I think they got this uh, app developer to come up on stage. I can't remember how old um, he was, but he was you know a child. You know this kind of age group, you know six to twelve could have been 11 12 something like that i think he was um, eight or seven was he eight God. it was it was really young yeah i i, I yeah I, I remember it vividly um and i think this was just just an extension of that you know they really seem to have a dedication to bringing as many people in as possible to you know um f- for coding um Obviously, at the end of the day, you know, it only benefits the world. The, the more accessible it is, you know, the more the, the more the more brain power you could tap into, you know. Um, 
similarly with the corporate stuff they're doing with um, I can't remember what the scheme was called. You know, the women in tech. Um, oh, the um, yeah, I can't remember the, the name of it. What the entrepreneur it? program. That's it. That's it. That was it. Um, where your company has to be female-led, essentially, um, and you have to send either that the the, the head of the company, the CEO, um, one or co-founder or co-founder. Um, and another female from said company. And the third guest, interesting enough, can be anyone. Doesn't matter their gender. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's that's really interesting as well. You know, they're definitely trying. They're not necessarily saying, you know, I want, you know, it, it's not all selfish on Apple's behalf. You know, it, it's not, they are doing a little bit of, um, you know, networking, of course, you know, all, all in their benefit. But at the end of the day, the more people that they can get into this line of work, you know, the better the industry will be for it. You know, the more inclusive, the more ideas, the more brains, the more people. At the moment, it is kind of a very, I'm a white, young, 25, 30-year-old man. Um, it's pretty dominated, like, by that. But, you know, being more and more inclusive um, of, obviously, genders and, you know, racial backgrounds and getting kids jumped in early is always a good thing as well. Um, you need... So I think it's great that a company like Apple, a big face like Apple, is doing these initiatives that invite people in because when you say the tech industry is dominated by young white males which is true is that because people aren't companies aren't inclusive or is that because people from different ethnic groups and and genders are afraid to get into it thinking this isn't me and i'm sure there are lots of companies out there that aren't very inclusive but I think there are just as many that are very open to have anyone working for them. And I think by Apple doing this, it encourages those people that, look, you can do this too. And someone as big as Apple doing this, it's just, okay, let's get involved. Let's do it. If it's something you want to do, do it. Whether you're a woman, you're black, whatever. Um, let's just get you in. And I think it's it's really good of Apple to t- give to do this, to dedicate resources and time and staff um and it just drives me crazy when people idiots actual idiots still hark on about them being greedy and selfish and evil and oh you just don't know apple if you think that at all i think the the thing is is obviously you know what you're saying about being greedy at the end of the day that's kind of capitalism, you know. Yeah, people don't like capitalists. <laughs> people don't like capitalists. And at the end of the day, you don't become the biggest company in the world. Well, not anymore, but you know what I mean. Um, well, capitalism by... is is a game, and it has winners and losers. And if you are, yeah. and humans are naturally competitive, so if you aren't winning, you're gonna shit on the winners. Arguably, and you know, as far as companies go, they're a really nice one, you know. <sighs> They, I would say, you know, the the other tech giants in Silicon Valley, Amazon. There are so many issues with with Amazon and their staffing and the way they treat their staff. You know, from the ground up. Um, I was reading about their whole um, the Amazon HQ two thing and how, you know, how that all played out um, with them getting bids from around the country uh, in the US, obviously, um, for cities to send in a sense. What essentially boiled down to be a prospectus of why Amazon should choose you to be for, for, for the site of their second base, you know, what uh, tax rebates can you offer us, you know, zoning stuff, things like this. Um, and in the end, all they did was go with the site that they'd already planned for anyway. Um, 
but essentially all they've done is gathered all of this very, very useful information on all of these cities around the country um, and didn't actually use any of it. It was all just, it seemed to be anyway, all just a gamble to try and obviously get all this relatively sensitive information. Um, and, and, and Apple don't seem to be like that in, in many different ways, you know, as far as, far as obviously going, bringing it back around to, you know, being inclusive. They aren't just inclusive. I would say Google are, are, are trying to be inclusive, but Apple seem to be intrinsically proactive in going out there and getting these people to come in, um, in, in a way that I don't think many other companies are. Um, they're definitely, you know, reaching out to these minorities and saying, you know, come to us, we will help. Like in, in a way that, as I said, I don't think other companies are. So they're definitely, I would say, leading, le le leading, you know, their ilk in the, in this manner. Yeah, I agree. I think Apple are far from the ones you should be scared of. Um, not yes. saying that Apple are are angels; they're not saints, um, but they are far from the worst. Let's say that <laughs> for sure. For sure. Cool. Next topic. Um, Apple Music Connect is shutting down. Are you surprised? I'm not. <laughs> not really. It's kind of you totally forget it was there. Um, it's it's a weird one. It it is totally useless. Social networking in music is a weird one because it never seems to work. Um, and I think I think the reason for that is lots of people are very private about listening to music and they don't really want to share it. And then the artist side of it where artists can post to their fans artists express new content through the content itself so through new albums through music videos but they can also use personal channels like instagram facebook pages websites things like that so i don't see where connect would have ever made sense and i think that's why it it doesn't work and that's why it's going just just like ping if anyone remembers ping which shut down in october 2012 apple's two year they had a lifespan of two years uh, it was a social networking site built into itunes it didn't do very well and they just shut it down um and connect has the same fate any posts that artists made on connect will remain on apple music until may 2019 um but after that, it's 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 just going, and they've apparently said they're gonna redesign artist pages and uh, add new personalized artist radios, which I've already thought were a thing, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it it doesn't surprise me. I didn't forget it was there. I knew it was totally there, um, but I never clicked on it once on my phone at all, and uh, I never used it. I don't know if many artists used it. I really don't know. Yeah, I must admit, it just kind of wasn't really a good fit. Um, you know, I, I don't want the social side of my music player. I don't, you know, I don't need... There are many other social platforms where I can interact in some way with these artists, and I don't think Connect isn't, isn't you know... That's not the place where I'm going to go to interact with my favourite band, etc., etc. That isn't the place where I'm going to find out, oh my god, they're touring, new merch, whatever it be. Um, it's, it's not going to be uh, Apple Music Connect. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it just seems like a weird tag-on to kind of like, oh, look, this is the thing that we also offer... Um, kind of just like a feature list, which I, maybe they thought they would go, it would go somewhere, but yeah, it hasn't. I guess it's so unused. It must be very unused for them to think, hey, we need the server space back. 
Yeah, I mean, oh no, if they can put this into, you know, other parts of Apple Music to make it better, I'm all for it. Um, you know, I mean, recently Spotify have obviously put down their your your year in a rap or whatever they call it, where they email you all about, um, you know, your listening and how many hours and stuff like that, which is really cool. You know, I find it really interesting. Um, and I'm not saying Apple Music should do that exactly, but, you know, more additional features like that that actually tell me what my listening trends are other than just heavy rotation um that'd be nice yeah i agree i miss a lot of spotify sometimes um yeah there there are are a few things yeah definitely but let's not get into that so that's going um that's uh apple music connect is dead it survived almost four years it'll be one month under four years because the service launched in June 2015, and it's going away in May 2019. Um, so it lasted longer than Ping, probably because it just really take up any space. It just hid at the bottom of Apple Music, just quietly unnoticed. But yeah, it's dead. Anyway, moving on. Um, Google released a thing that isn't ready. Yeah, um, they did indeed. And uh, when they announced it, it was so unbelievably not ready. I thought it was a 2019 product, uh, but no, no, you can you can buy it right now. And this thing is uh, called the Slate, and uh, I'll let I'll let Lex do it. But my take from it is, it's fascinating how the iPad Pro is kind of. I don't know what the iPad Pro is going for, but in its current state, something's missing from the iPad Pro. Everyone agrees on that. It's like it's almost trying to be a hybrid, but it's not. It's still a powerful tablet, and I don't think that's the end goal for Apple. But without getting into that, what's happened is the iPad Pro has inadvertently created this powerful tablet with a keyboard attached to it category that now competitors are clearly trying to copy. It's basically like them copying the notch. It's a it's a stopgap that, that competitors are lusting over. And the Slate is very much Google's take on the iPad Pro, I think. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely their answer to a market that apparently exists now um, of people that want this bit of glass that also has a keyboard on it sometimes. Um, which, don't get me wrong, is very appealing. Um, but it doesn't seem like people that are doing this are necessarily moving away from laptops. It's not... These these don't strike me, these two, the, the Tab S4, which I'm going to talk about as well, as well as the Google Slate, they don't strike me as laptop replacements, rather laptop alternatives, whereas the iPad Pro sort of fits a di- bit differently for me in there. Um because the iPad Pro has no misgivings about what it is. You know, it, it is running a mobile OS. It isn't running a version of Mac OS. It isn't ever going to look like Mac OS. But both the, the mobile I, The mobile OS is just going to get more capable. Exactly, exactly. That's what's happening here. Where with the Google Slate, they're definitely going about it at a different angle. Now, Chrome OS, which has been a thing for, you know, a little while now, um, arguably has now... The hardware has sort of caught up with what they were trying to do with the software with Google Slate because they want this 
hybrid of, you know, sometimes it's a tablet, sometimes it's a desktop, how, depending on how you're using it, or sorry, a laptop rather. Um, and that's what they're trying to do with Chrome OS, where some of you have access to the Android App Store, but you still have a full desktop, you know, browser um, and things like that. Uh, but you end up with this weird hybrid. Um, now, the, the thing that made me pick this up was um, Dieter Bond's review um, from The Verge, uh, where he does, uh, I would say, a good and fair um, outlining of, of, of the slate and its benefits and the good parts of it and the pros and cons. Um, but overall, coming away with the sense that it's an unfinished product, much with the sense that obviously in line with what you've said, um, but also... Uh, that it kind of, it doesn't really know what it is. Um, but contrary to that, um, Alex Kranz, who's a, um, a journalist for Gizmodo, um, she says pretty much the opposite. She seems to love this thing. Um, and everything about it is really quite good. And she's a massive fan. Um, and obviously, people are entitled to their different opinions and things like that. Um, but the thing I'm seeing more and more is that these laptop alternatives, forge slash replacements, very much depend on what kind of thing you're going to be using them for. Um, now, someone came in the other day with a Samsung Galaxy Tab S4, which arguably is the is is Samsung's answer to the iPad Pro. Now, it's a lot cheaper. Um, or at least it sort of comes at one price point. Starts at um, five nine nine, I believe. Um, but you get the the S Pen, the wonderful S Pen, with it, and you don't have to fork out any extra for that. The keyboard is extra, um, but obviously for the all in, you're getting it for a lot less. Now Samsung also have this um, Samsung Dex thing, which is kind of doing the same thing as Chrome OS. So you can plug it into a screen, and you get a desktop like experience. Um, it is more of a desktop OS rather than obviously a mobile one like Android or iOS. Um, so again, it's coming at the, the same angle as the Google Pixel is. Um, and this to me just strikes me as odd. I don't want a full desktop OS on my sheet of glass at the end of the day. That's not what it's for. I don't want that. Um, you know... Uh, uh, yeah, there are obviously some some bits and pieces that iOS can't do right now, but as you said, um, it's definitely the way Apple are going with it is it will get more and more capable, and it will get to a point where you can do everything that you would ever want to do on the move on an iPad that you could do with Mac OS. Um, but it seems like everyone else has got a really weird stance on this. They're thinking the, the desktop OS is already there, it's already existent. Let's try and shove it on this slate of glass you're going to carry around and try and make it work. And I mean, this is, you know, maybe nitpicking. Obviously, it's software, so hopefully they can address it afterwards. But if you look at the, the, um, the Pixel Slate's transition from, you know, tablet mode to desktop mode to laptop mode, it's one of the worst animations I've ever seen. It's so clunky, it's so laggy, it's awful. It just doesn't look good at all. Um, and that kind of sums up the thing in general. That it's got this weirdly flimsy keyboard, which by all means is supposedly a pretty good keyboard, but it looks flimsy, um, it is flimsy, um, and it's expensive, really expensive. Now the other thing, that's the that's the, the slate. The thing that worries me about the Tab S4, that it has this, this DeX-like experience um, with, well, obviously it's running a weird OS, but it only comes with four gigs of RAM. That's it. 
That's the only specification you can get. Now, obviously, iOS is wonderful with its RAM management, and all you need is 4 gigs. You, you need an extra 2 just for storage management because the OS takes up so little. Um, but somehow, I can see 4 gigs of RAM this Samsung Galaxy Tab S not being quite enough. And whereas with this Chrome OS uh, Pixel Slate, you can go up to 16 gigs of RAM in a tablet, which again seems ludicrous if you're going spending that much money, which ends up to be 1,500 pounds. You're only getting a 256 gig SSD. Um, you are getting um, an i7, um, but it's in a tablet. It just seems all wrong. I mean, we know I don't like my arm chips near anything mobile, but I don't want an, an i7 in, in my tablet. Uh, or do I want 16 gigs of RAM? It just seems that both of these are coming out from the completely different angle that the iPad does. Um, obviously, I don't have an iPad Pro. I haven't used one yet properly, you know, from day-to-day -day stuff. But for me, it seems like a much better, that's where the future of all this stuff is going, rather than trying to cram a desktop OS into, into, into a sheet of glass you're supposed to carry around with you. I just think that's not a great idea. Um, so the way I see this is iOS has had 12 years of development and it's sort of had a course it's going for and that course may have changed but now it's spot on exactly that it's it's becoming more capable but it's being built for the devices it's on whereas the competitors haven't got time to do that iOS has had this 12 year head start um, whereas everyone else has been focusing on, hmm, let's have our smartphone operating system. Let's have our desktop operating system. Oh, look, these tablets with flimsy keyboards have become a thing. So now we've got to pick which one do we chuck on this hardware. And that's exactly what the Slate is and the S4 is. It's not, as you said, it's not sure what it's trying to be. Even the configurations are not sure. You can get i5s, you can get i7s, you can change the storage, you can change the RAM. It's like Google have no clue what this is meant to do or what people are going to do with it. So they're sort of like, yeah, just go pick which OS you want to use. Go pick which processor option you're going to need. And the whole thing um, is very unfinished. And yet the animations are a joke. Watching uh, Dita's video on the on the Verge, it's just like, what? Is, am I actually... This, is, this costs the same amount of money as my iPad Pro. But I am literally seeing frame rate drop frame rate drops when he's sliding up the app switcher or something like that it is mental although the one thing it does have is a full desktop browser whereas safari on the ipad pro is the same thing that's on the iphone which really needs to change so um the os on the ipad doesn't need to become a desktop os but the browser needs to become a desktop browser but again as you say this is an ios thing and i'm sure you know, give it a couple of years, we will have things like that. The only thing, again, is kind of external storage, you could say, with these ones. Um, they both support that. Um, the the Slate big one actually has two USB-C ports, which I guess is nice. Um, but other than that, there's, there's nothing about these devices that really champion over the iPad. Um, arguably, the Samsung Galaxy Tab S4 is a lot cheaper. Um, you know, if you want a similar sort of storage-wise as well. But other than, you know, but that's always going to be the case. It's it's an inferior product as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at the, you know, the, the which Pixel Slate to go for page on the Google Store, um, 
they have a, they have a um, a continuum, a sliding scale form from perfect for play to built for work, and it goes from four gigs of RAM all the way up to sixteen. You can have an Intel um, Celeron processor, an eighth gen Core M3 processor, or an i5 or an i7, um, all coming with different bits of um, RAM as well. And it just seems so. I don't want this in, in my tab, you know. We also software updates. Where's that going to leave them? Um, the software, you know, in a year's time, is going to run a hell of a lot better on the i7 than it is this, you know, the M3, for example. You know, you don't have that problem with an iPad. Um, it's it's which is you know for this kind of thing is incredibly important. You know, you're going to have to see you know checkbox in the App Store whether these apps are going to run or not. But you don't again. You don't have that problem with the App Store. Um, you know, it's just a really weird way of doing it all. Um, and it just kind of feels like they've got this Frankenstein monster that they've tried to sew together into this complete package. And it's a mess that's quite literally tearing itself apart with all of the, um, well, the screen tearing. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that you mentioned that does seem like an advantage over the iPad to me is that second USB-C port. And I think at the moment, the iPad Pro only has one because A, it's not very useful and B, it's a direct replacement to Lightning in its current form. Yeah. But I, anyone who says the iPad Pro is never going to have more than one USB-C port, I'm sure there are people who say that, I've not come across any, are very, I think very short-sighted. I, I'd be very surprised if we're sitting here in 18 months and the iPad Pro doesn't have at least two USB-C ports, dependent on what iOS 13 does with them. I yeah. am. I, I would still be shocked if 13 doesn't open it up to external drives and things like that. But I think we're going to be plugging more things into our iPad. I think they will get multiple USB-C ports. Um, and it's kind of funny because always back in the day, people were like, I want a USB port on my iPad. I want a USB port. And then it never happened. And now USB-C has become a mobile connector. Um, as well as a desktop connector and it's sort of fallen into place on the iPad as a lightning replacement and now you've got that USB port um, albeit limited by software hopefully that's going to change and when it does I'm sure we're going to get multiple ports I mean am I correct in thinking I can't think of any benefits this USB-C port provides that lightning couldn't do it can still power external displays it can still you know record audio and things like that you can still plug a camera into it okay it does all of those things better was you can power a 5k display sort of um and obviously it's it's a lot faster for data and stuff like that but other than that there's nothing new that this no, port does no it doesn't it doesn't unlock anything new at all it just it's does purely a replacement better. Yeah, yeah, that's all it does. And so I think people that, oh, you know, the iPad's never going to support external storage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That isn't the case. Or this is just the first step. Apparently, um, it's really, really easy to add it into the OS. Apparently, all the building blocks are there. It just needs to be done. Which, hopefully, this time next year, we'll all be running our... Uh, well, hopefully, this maybe next time this year, this podcast will be completely run by iPads. I hope so, because I'm very bored of Macs, except my desktop Mac. <laughs> I love, I love, yeah, I love my iMac. Yeah, Screen's I, great. I'd like an, yeah, yeah, that screen is great, isn't it? Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. My screen's, yeah, my screen is great. Yours, mm. Yeah, but you, you, you're missing out on that NVIDIA life with your dodgy <laughs> a, AMD GPUs in those 
5K IMAX. I just don't want. But I do want a Retina display more than I want an NVIDIA GPU. So I would argue the trade-off there is um, worth it. I, re- I really don't want an AMD GPU in my Mac. I want them to go back to NVIDIA so badly. I just never have trusted AMD. Um, I've always found them really unreliable. And Apple, well, besides 2011, because let's forget about that, but these, yeah, since yeah. they moved to AMD, they've had far more GPU issues than they ever had with NVIDIA, bar 2011. Forget about 2011, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the takeaway from 2011 was uh, Siri and Thunderbolt. Forget the uh, the literal cancer that was the GPUs in 2011 Max. Um, Which is still an issue to this day. Still an issue to this day. <laughs> you get people with broken Macs. And like, oh yeah, was it from 2011? Mm. Oh, yeah, there you go. There's your problem. That's your problem. The graphics card's gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Anyway, let's move on to a very interesting topic. Um, is there a new battery case coming? This would be cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... I mean... um. Let's see. Let's open up. Because it was initially what happened. Uh, it was found in like a WatchOS beta or something. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the second yeah. beta of WatchOS 5.1.2, there was a little icon. Um, so basically, when you check your battery status from whatever, um, there was a a little icon of the smart battery case that they used to sell for the 6, 6S, and 7. Um, and then in the second beta of WatchOS 5.1.2, the battery case icon changed significantly and it looks like it's designed for an iPhone XS. There is no bottom chin anymore. Um, there is a vertical camera cutout for the pill-shaped camera of the the XS. Um, so, yeah, it's it looks like it's happening. Uh, some, I'm sure something else leaked. Um, I'm sure something else leaked since then that was even more concrete evidence. I haven't heard. This is all I've um, seen. May- maybe I dreamt it. Um, the two questions are, will they make one for the XS Max? Because they never, ever did one for the Pluses, and I always had the Plus phones, and I was... I would have bought one. I, they're ugly as sin, and uh, I didn't really need one, but for times... There were times I could use one. And Definitely. if they bring it out for the XS yeah. Max, I will get one. because, And I'm not keeping it on my phone, but if I go to, like... A festival next year which we're doing and if i'm traveling say 10 hours to california which i do i'm gonna put it in the battery case and i would very much like them to make one for the max and the the story which i've never quite understood is the reason they never made them for the pluses is because they had apparently the pluses had significantly better battery life i never thought that was true until the iphone 8 plus um they had bigger batteries, but I never saw a benefit in battery life until the 8 Plus came out, and then it became a beast. Um, so, and my second <laughs> question, my second question is, why is this not using the wireless charging coil? Do you think it's because of heat? Whoa. I, I hadn't thought of that until you just mentioned it. That is a really good point. Um, it's an obvious one to me, um, but... Yeah, why aren't they? Uh, hmm. 
I mean, maybe there's not enough space to pack a battery next to a coil like that, but then it, it literally inside the phone. That's what's happening. Um, Very true. The phones are also thicker. Um, but there's a lightning connector down there. Now, maybe it will use the wire. Maybe it will do something funky like it will trickle charge off the wireless charging coil, but if, it de- if you demand a lot of battery, it will switch over to the lightning connector. Maybe mm. the lightning connector is the only way to get proper OS integration with it or something because they clearly can't do it with air power. Um, yep. So, I don't know. But I would say the two reasons are probably either OS integration or heat. Those are probably the two front runners. I can see, because obviously, you know, all of the G-powered ones, they've all got, a you know, the, the throttling capability, which means you're going to have to put a chip in your battery case um, more so than obviously there is already. Um, so I can see why they wouldn't want to do that. It might just be easier to use lightning. To be fair, I have just realized that there's got to be a lightning connector in there because otherwise you can't do data to your phone without taking your phone out of the case. I mean, they could just put a hole in the bottom. Then how would you charge the case? Wireless charging. <laughs> true, true. That's a good um, point. But yeah, I'm, I think this is going to happen. I mean, if it's in a, if it's in a, OS beta, it's happening. Yeah, um, pretty much. And speaking of phantom cases, the 10R clear case finally turned up the other day out of nowhere. It did, yeah. Yeah, just voila, there you go. Do you know if it's do you know if it's soft, like silicon? Or do you think, is it hard? Yes. Um, so I have heard. Uh, n- no, so the sides are soft and the back is relatively rigid. Interesting. I've heard that it's really nice and it's really clear. Yeah, the because I mean you all know um, the Otterbox cases, those clear ones, they're kind of similar to that. So oh, you know okay. TCP, which is the material that um, is great. Uh, that's the soft one. Now that's the one that tends to yellow. Um, so they're using that on the sides, by the looks of it, or something akin to that. Anyway, so it's probably TCP. Um, hopefully, it's their own special blend, which means it well, won't Apple yellow so are much. Claiming it won't discolor. So. Fingers crossed. They won't be the first company to claim that, but hopefully no, they're the no. first company to deliver. If anyone's going to do it, I think they'd do it. And they clearly took their time with it. You're ter- totally right. Um, but yeah, no, as far as I'm concerned, I believe the, black, the back is rigid and it isn't made of TCP, which means it shouldn't yellow. Please, Apple, release one for the 10s. I just don't understand. I... I know. I just don't understand. Why would they think their customers don't want a clear case for a space grey, silver or gold phone. Yeah, it would be nice. I'd I just, buy one in a heartbeat. I understand the idea of, hey, the 10R is colourful, so let's make a clear case. And yeah, but so is the 10S Max. It's pretty colourful. It really? I mean, maybe they don't <laughs> yeah. know that. That They think, oh, it's not colourful, so let's make all these colourful silicon cases. But maybe I bought a gold phone because I like gold and want to look at it while keeping it safe in an apple design case that doesn't scratch the body nah i don't see why you'd want to do that to be honest why would you ever want to why do that do you want to do that when i've spent that much money on a phone why would i want apple to develop a nice clear case so i can see it mm. you don't need a case you've got apple care you'll be fine oh <laughs> 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 so yeah i think this is um is happening when it's happening, I don't know. I mean, could happen in in the March sort of refresh. They tend to seem they tend to do now. 
uh, yeah, whether possibly. it's a press release this year or keynote this year, who knows? The fact it's showing up already, and it, they're no, I think it's probably yeah, going to drop so. relatively soon. I mean, it... why would they build it into the beta if it's not intended to launch with? I'm honestly not sure if they've removed it from a newer beta. My understanding is it's still there. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's arguably uh, for Christmas would make sense. Otherwise, probably just a silent press release. I don't think it'll be before Christmas, but I do think it'll be before March. I'm wondering, do you reckon you'll be able to wirelessly charge it? Because I would be, I would surprise if they made it that you couldn't wirelessly charge this. Look, um, but if it, it, be... if it fo- if it follows the same design as before, which I really hope it doesn't, but sounds like it does. Mm. I don't see any other place to keep a battery from that icon. How are they gonna? Either it's gonna wirelessly charge, or they're gonna sell a product that inhibits the wireless charging of the device itself which is right. something they've always been proud of that if, even with a case these things can charge wirelessly but so to me it's got to wirelessly charge but if they can't get air power to work which is a very similar <laughs> kind of product how the hell are they going to get it to work in a case well to be fair if you notice and look at the uh, the battery cases they are white so Maybe they'll just be put down in Johnny Ives' room and they'll, we'll never see them again. So they'll unveil it and then they'll get ready to ship them. And when they they'll unveil, a... they'll just tell you they're coming. They'll tell you they're coming and then they'll go to dust Tim's office or something and put the, the cardboard box that contains all of the products. Just yeah. they'll, they'll move them into Johnny's room. And they're, they're, they're very, you know, environmentally focused at Apple, so they might want to... Cardboard's white as well. They might want, no, they might want to recycle that cardboard. So they tip mm. all the, the new battery cases out of the cardboard box into Johnny's room. Which, if you notice, the cases for these are... The, the actual packaging is see-through and then white on the back. Case itself is white, so it's Never just... Never going to find it. It's just a, it's a, it's a poor decision to make moving them into Johnny's room. Johnny and poor Ives, Johnny, white he's closet just, of skeletons. just keeps treading on shit left, right, and center. He's just trying to get to the to the toaster to make himself some toast. That's what he eats, because he's British, and we eat toast. Crumpets, too. Crumpets, yes, he's going to have some crumpets. There'll be chamfered crumpets. Chamfered-edged um, crumpets. There will be chamfered edges. Yeah. And, uh... He will just step on a battery case, thermal event, pop that sucker right open. <laughs> Last we ever see of Johnny. That's it. That's how Johnny's going to die. Stepping on an unreleased battery. Lex, I have yeah. some bad news. What's that? There's a problem with the squid emoji. <sighs> to be fair, I'm not sure if... In, uh, I'm unsure. I think the bagel emoji was more interesting to me i mean the bagel emoji was fine but people got very upset about it the squid emoji is just plain wrong like no one would have ever noticed but But it um, looks cute it's meant to be a nose right it's an upside down nose yeah so monterey bay which is an aquarium in california that charges way too much money to let you in um (laughs) Uh, they pointed out, probably 
someone was watching the whole bagel bagel gate. Decided to point out that another one. <laughs> Why is that a thing? There you go. I was wondering what the name of this t- episode was going to be. Bagelgate. Um, Bagelgate, which is completely untopical because we're not even talking about it in this episode. Uh, I was going to hope it was going to be Johnny Ives' white closet skeleton or something, but I guess it's going to be Bagelgate now. Yeah, mate. Squidgate. Squidgate. Um, they pointed out that... Uh... <laughs> oh, hang on. Did they, li- did they literally call it a weirdo nose? <laughs> is, that, is that the quote they used? This squid has a weirdo nose. Not even uh, squidding the siphon should be behind the head right now. It just looks like a weirdo nose. That's an... They're not even squidding. So they tweeted... <laughs> oh my god. They literally... They... Have you seen the tweets? I'm looking at it now, yeah. It, they literally... <laughs> They use hyphens and stuff to, like, draw out, like, a Unicode squid. <laughs> Not even squidding. The siphon... <laughs> the siphon should be behind the head right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And have you seen... <laughs> no! <laughs> have you seen the pictures they use? Yeah. A squid face? The siphon. What? So they've got a picture of a squid. And got... they've labelled the picture. And then stuck a picture of the squid emoji. And written, what... Over the nose, spelt W A T. Not even squidding. The siphon should be behind the head. I mean, I'm just a meme, so take it as you wail. Oh no, the puns are back. Please kelp. Your love is incredible. I'm just a humble, precariously formatted meme being advancing. Oh, meme being, because that's a thing, that's an entity. Advancing anatom- anatomical accuracy. I love you, and then many wave emojis. Okay, so while we're on the topic, some of y'all's puffer fish emoji look like they'd be reading the news. Unpuff the puff. And then they've got a picture of a chill puffer. Note the lack of puff, because this is quite a skinny puffer fish. And then they <laughs> then they take the puffer fish emoji and just say, I'm smiling in fear. Um... <laughs> and then there's some cool gifts of otters giving out their paws. Ah, oh, man, this is... See, I feel like bringing up, like, Mike's video again and, like, the seriousness of the internet. It's important to share, you know? This is... I have no words. Like, I love it. I'm also... I also despair. I'm glad that they, they clearly don't care as much as the bagel people, I think. They were just pointing out and they made it into a little bit of a fun meme. Um, Apple fix the squid emoji. <laughs> the siphon should be behind the head. You know what, guys? If you stop bringing up emoji problems, they might get air power out. So, um, you know. The air power team keeps having... It's like us at work. They start working on something meaningful and then they have to go do something pointless. You have to go fix an emoji because obviously that's their job. Someone's just tinkering on air power, getting those 28 coils to work. And... Craig or Tim comes in and it's just like, yo, the squid nose is in the wrong place. Put down like, the screwdriver, what? pick pick up an Apple pencil, go get their 2022 iPad Pro, which is like 19 inches, and just redraw the emoji. Ship it in a software update, done. 
Oh, and there you go. Air power's been delayed another six months. Well done, guys. Because the siphon should be behind the head. Right now, it just looks like a weirdo nose. I feel like we should just blame Monterey Bay uh, Aquarium for the lack of air power. You should name them and shame them on uh, your domain. So, should I just say, literally just post screenshots of this Twitter conversation and say, these are the people to blame? These are the people to blame. Um, or just blame the squids. Squids in general, actually. Because arguably, this wouldn't be an issue. You can't blame the squids for the lack of a wireless charging accessory. Leave the squids alone. It's all linked. Uh, what's the... What's the? Um... Have you ever seen a cuttlefish? Yeah, I've seen it. I, yeah. They're so cute. Oh, I, I'm going to Google cuttlefish because I feel like I'm not feeling it. Hold on. Oh, that is pretty adorable, actually. They're, they're adorable. They don't live very long, but they're adorable. It looks like a re- This one looks like a really happy horse. It's literally what they are. They're so cute, and their little, their little tendril things jiggle as they float, and they're just, oh, they are just the essence of life itself. Oh, can that be the next Mac OS? OS, Mac OS Cuttlefish. Yeah. And there's the way they have their sort of skirts. They kind of remind me. You know what they remind me of? You know that Doctor Who episode, The Beast Below, where the UK is on a spaceship being... Yes. Starship UK. Look that up, because that looks like a cuttlefish. Okay. Uh, well, let me find out. Is it as cute, though? I don't think it's going to be as cute. I mean, it looks like one. In fact, I think it might be some inspirational shizzle. Hold on, let's have a look. I'm not really seeing the cuttlefish, if I'm honest. Are you looking at a picture of the creature, or the, the spaceship itself? Oh, wait, which do you want me to look at? So, if you're on Google Images, there is an image not too far down that shows off the spaceship with on the back of the creature. Oh, I see the creature. Oh. I just saw this. I see. I saw it from above and didn't realize there was a creature underneath. I actually don't remember this episode. It was the second episode of Matt Smith's tenure. Was it really? I genuinely don't remember this. Yeah, it was uh, the one with the smilers and it was all right. I feel like I remember the Smilers, but I don't remember the fact that there was a giant cuttlefish hauling the UK across uh, the stars. Me and my friend were getting very into a Doctor Who conversation that lasted for about an hour last night in in Spoons. And uh, we're talking about which ones you should revisit. I really want to watch Series 8 again, the the first one with the 12th Doctor. But he was telling me that um, Series 6 and Matt Smith's second year, a lot better than he remembered. So I, I I want to do a massive rewatch, but I've got like three episodes into the Ninth Doctor's era, and forty five minutes is too long to binge, kind of. Yeah. I prefer twenty minute long shows to binge. I gotta. One time I will rewatch them all because there are some episodes I haven't seen in like fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. It's weird to think about. Yeah, well, I'm gonna do a Doctor Who marathon when I finish my Star Wars marathon. Man, do you remember that first, yeah, the first Chris Rackleston episode? I remember watching it the day it aired. I actually I do, rem- I do remember vividly watching remember it. watching it and thinking, this yeah. is shit. <laughs> do you know what else I remember? Um, oh, the one. Uh, by the way, I love I love Christopher Rackleston's era now. 
it's just as a six-year-old when I watched it, I'm like, what is this? Um, <laughs> and by the time I was like seven, I loved it. But at first, I'm just like, why is my dad making me watch this? <laughs> I um, the other episode that sticks with me is uh, well, obviously the first one with the Dalek in. Oh my! Um, yeah, Dalek itself. It's a great episode. Yeah, it is. Um, but also the one uh, I don't know why it sticks with me because it was okay. One where they go back in time, see Rose's dad at the wedding, Father's Day. Whatever. Yeah, it's like series one, episode seven or something. Mm. I don't know why, but I remember that one vividly. No, that was great. I remember the doctor getting eaten in that. That was probably why I remember it. And I remember the TARDIS like becoming a box. Do you remember that? I remember. I don't remember that. No. He like because like time gets all like messed up. He like goes into the TARDIS and it just becomes a police box again. I do. Yes. Yeah. 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 I do remember that. I do remember that. Oh. My oh man, series one was awesome. It really. Oh, I need to watch. So anything. The Slovene were awful, but anything else in series one was great. Oh, the Slovene. God. But wow, series one was great. Um, I I really want to watch. The only era I don't really want to go back into is David Tennant. Not because I have anything against him, but I feel like so we were talking about this like properly. Like we're only five years away from the sixtieth now, and I assume it will be a multi-doctor story. And we were mm. saying how whether Eccleston will come back or not. It, who who knows who who knows but i'm sure tennant smith and capaldi would all come back and yeah by then i'd imagine jodie whittaker will be an ex doctor i really want to see more of 11 and 12 whereas 10 i'd want him to be in it but i don't really care if he's not i've seen enough of the 10th doctor i get you i totally understand you but he is my favorite still Oh, yeah, I love him. He's not my favourite, but I love him. And my memories of his run when it was current are some of my fondest of Doctor Who. But I really want to see more of 11 and 12. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I see what you mean. Um, I've kind of been there, done that with David Tennant and the 10th Doctor. But I get it. He's my favourite, you know. You can't, can't not, you know. I'd be disappointed. But I, I, I get what you mean, totally, yeah. The other problem with it is he was always a very—he was always the center of the room, his character. So when he became a sort of secondary character in Dare the Doctor at the fiftieth, it just didn't work quite right. It, no, it totally works, but it was just something was uncomfortable about yeah, it because he was meant to be the center of attention, but instead it was shared between three doctors, and it just—he was kind of like awkward there. Whereas I think if you picked three other doctors, it would work. Like if you put Smith. Capaldi and I don't know like Peter Davison in a room together I think it would work but as soon as Tennant's in the room it kind of gets uncomfortable to an extent I, that, yeah that's fair enough that's fair enough I, I, I understand that actually because um, he's very like a not necessarily a lone wolf but he had that independence I think that the others didn't necessarily have to the same degree I, I got that vibe from him a bit more um, so yeah I, I, I get that I get that actually Anyway, moving back to tech and Apple from from Doctor Who. <laughs> Maybe they'll make um, a time machine. That'll probably come out before Air Power. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, the time time travel will get invented before Air Power becomes a safe product to sell. Um, okay, we have time for one quick topic, and then we're gonna go on something a little bit different. Um, so this one really really cool. 
I don't know if this has developed since I saw it yesterday morning, but some people in the UK, some Apple Music customers, were getting emailed by Apple offering £50 off a HomePod. Um, in the UK, the HomePod retails for £319. John Lewis and places like that always seem to have it for sale for £279. Um, so if you have this £50 discount, it's going to be... Uh, let's do maths for me. £269. £10 cheaper. Um and a real guarantee. Um, but it only seems to be in the UK for the moment. And not everyone's got the email. It's weird. I don't expect them to email me because they probably know I have two of them. Um, they have also not emailed me. And I have one of them. Exactly. Um, and my dad hasn't received one yet. And he does not have one yet. He is an Apple Music subscriber. So Interesting. who knows. I mean, if they... If we get one, I'll use it to buy another one. Why not, I guess? Cool. So, yeah, no, it's cool. Um, I guess it's just them pushing HomePod into as many houses as they can again. We should have put and this on follow-up, actually, because we totally talked about this last week. I mean, yeah, it could have slot in with with the Amazon Echo as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, we don't really need to go into this more. I just think it's, we- it's weird. It's not quite encouraging for HomePod sales, which I do genuinely believe have been pretty poor. Um, not from any fault of the product. It's more the... F- you're, you're holding it wrong. It's uh, it's the consumer's fault for thinking about it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I agree. It's, it's a really good product, and neither of us are saying that anything other than that. I mean, I think Apple want you to gift this to people because if you buy this, not only do they get money from the HomePod, you're going to get people buying Apple Music and that's continuous money and they want people to have these under the tree. So that's what this is all about. Maybe in the UK they've sold extra bad. Um, Believable. I mean, maybe that's... I mean, we haven't sold many at all in almost a year. That's very true, yeah. I, I think you and I probably make up half the user base. How many do you think we've sold at work? 15 max, if that. Really? I'd agree with that. And that's in almost a year. And UK retailers constantly have them on sale. I think they've probably performed (laughs) really badly in the UK. I love them. I think they're brilliant. I couldn't recommend them enough. We'll find out how many we've sold for next week. All right, we'll have it in real-time follow-up. Yeah. Um, No, sorry, next week follow-up. Cool, okay. So... Today, as we record, is Friday the 14th of December. Uh, This episode will be out on Tuesday the 18th of December, which means it's our last episode of the year. It's our last episode before Christmas, of course, as well. Um, Which means it's a perfect time to do Thanksgiving. Yay, because we do that over here, right? Yeah, man. We want to be included in American festivities because we want double, double the food. And uh, I, I usually find myself quite thankful at Christmas because... I don't. We don't really do gifts at Christmas, um, and I still enjoy Christmas for the sort of festivity side of it. So it's the one time a year I do kind of find myself not being selfish and obsessed with what I haven't got. And I think it is a good time to look back on the year and praise the stuff that you have received. Um, so what we've done is, or what I've done, and I hope you've done. Um, I have. Yeah, I've got. Yep. You've, you've done it good. Uh, we've uh, chosen five items. We've tech-related products we are thankful for this year. Um, 
let me just show. the the product doesn't have to have come out this year. Um, it's just something we've got this year. Um, I have five products and an honourable mention. Now I couldn't decide between three honourable mentions, um, <laughs> so I'm not going to say all three of them because that defeats the point of it. Uh, but I picked one because it has to be there uh, on the list, um, and then I've got five products that are going to be my um, my top five. So how about I get? Do you have an honourable mention, or do you just have five? I do actually have an honourable mention. Yep. Oh, calm. Okay. Uh, I will do my honourable mention first, and then you do yours. So, you ready for this? You ready? You ready? Yep. My Apple Watch Series 4 is my honourable mention. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Explain. I don't really want to know, but I'm going to guess that's probably quite high on your list. Um, So, the Series 4 for me is, if this had been last year with my Series 3, it probably would have taken the top spot. Because I was... My Series 0 was nightmarishly slow um and i waited i skipped the two i waited for the three and it was brilliant the four was i don't regret buying it at all nope i am 100 percent happy i got it because it is beautiful but it in use honestly and no different from the series four at all uh, sorry series three no different it's contributed nothing to the way i use my watch it's exactly this i don't notice a speed increase i don't notice the improved heart rate stuff the ecg isn't available here but my god it is so much more attractive than the old one and i love it so much um it has to be my honorable mention the other two things that were right that were there are very influential to 2018 for me but the watch is just so good i couldn't leave it off this list but it's not quite mind-blowingly good enough for me to put it on the list but i'm so i love it i really do and i'm so glad i didn't skip it because i nearly did um i'm so glad i stuck with the silver stainless steel i love the gold i really really do but i the silver stainless steel is my thing and uh i love it i really do but it's not quite on my list cool fair enough makes sense yeah go for it what's your honorable mention i i feel kind of bad now because it's kind of a joke um my honourable mention is uh, iOS 12 and macOS Mojave, um, namely okay. the fact that they're bug-free. Okay, that's really cool. <laughs> like, that's not a joke. I was going topical. Um, 2018, as opposed to the kind of nightmare we had last year in 2017 with uh, macOS High Sierra and iOS 11, both of which weren't exactly brilliant. Um, so I'm thankful that these have kind of gone off pretty much without a hitch. I can't think of any big problems. Um, but there were some big problems this time last year. Um, but no, I can't think of anything with iOS 12 and Mojave. I would just like to say, and I don't know if I did mention it on the podcast, but since installing Mojave on my iMac, my 2012 iMac, the oldest model Mojave supports, it is so much more stable, so yeah. much faster than it was on High Sierra. I was scared to do it. I didn't do it till maybe three weeks ago, if that, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, I just did it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to replace it next year. I don't use it all that often, and I like to be on the latest OS. I've always kept it on the latest OS, so look, just do it. And thank God I did. It's so much better. Um, I've, iOS, I don't... We don't really... I mean, sure, you're on a 10, but the 10's not slow, so... 
we, we keep our phones very up to date so we don't we're not the kind of customer who has an iPhone 6 and therefore gets the benefits of the speed improvements um, but yeah it's it's fine it's great I mean it's battery life is great um, performance is great yeah no I don't think that's funny at all I think that's a really good pick in fact cool good well that was my honorable mention the fact that these have made our lives a lot easier and improved them in many ways okay cool well if you want to go on with your list then mine i won't say are in no particular order they are just five things that i'm thankful for okay mine are in an order so i will uh, i will go with that um at number five on my list uh i have the philips hue um something i've always wanted since it came out and i finally did it this summer uh, my room has two Philips Hue color bulbs in, um, and I create all sorts of combinations up there. And then we have a couple of white lights around the house, and we've got a colored one in the living room. Mostly reliable. Um, it would help if the bridge was plugged into my main router, not um, one of the satellites. Uh, but I love it. I'm so glad I finally have it. It's pretty expensive. I mean, I wish I could have colored ones everywhere, but you can't and i wish it was more reliable but now we've got um them in the hall so it's really cool that i've set up automation so if uh if it's dark so if it's after sunset and one of us comes home the hall light will come on and if we leave it will when both of us leave it will go off and when we've had a few we've done a few trips since we got the lights and i've set certain lights on the front of the house to come on after sunset until like midnight just to make it look like we're home um and yeah, I, I really like them. I really do. And I'm going to get a light strip and put it under my bed and sort of have it shining Ooh. out onto the carpet. It's going to be really... I'm going to run it around the underside of my bed. It's going to be cool. That is very cool. I might have to steal that idea. Sorry. I'm going to do it after Christmas. I'm going to get the Hue light strip. So I'll have two different colored bulbs in my room and the light strip. And my carpet's white, whitish cream. So I think it'll kind of look nice. Oh my God, that's an amazing... I'm, I'm so sorry, but I'm doing that as well. <laughs> you can do it. It's your bedroom. That's that is cool. Um, cool. Um, should I do one as well? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, we'll take it in turns. Cool. Okay. Um, well, one thing I'm thankful for this year is uh my Philips Hue. Um, yeah, I'm happy with mine as well. I jumped on as well. Um, you're right. Everything you said it is expensive, but it's kind of worth it. There are some cheaper alternatives. Um, but I. Th- think this is the one to go for to be honest um i had massive problems setting it up to begin with it just would not work um especially i was using i've got the home pod which was acting as my home hub um it works now that's all i'll say it works now which i'm happy about there were some teething problems um and it is pretty reliable mine is plugged into my main router um which i'm happy about and yeah it works perfectly fine and i'm I'm happy with it. I've only got the one light at the moment because, again, it's £50 a bulb. Um, I will probably put them in my ceiling, uh, get rid of the horrible downlighters which make all the humming. So hopefully, less hum, more colour. Yeah, they're really good. They're really cool. The reliability issues I've been having is occasionally I'll get no response out of certain bulbs. And yeah. They seem to become a little more reliable since I got more because they create a little mesh network. But I think it, I, I still think it's because the satellite the the bridge is connected to is 
has always been slightly not dodgy, but sometimes it's as if it's not there. And I think <laughs> it's an extra step for it to have to go through yeah. the network, through the satellite to the bridge, back to the bulbs. Whereas if it was in the main router, which is actually directly beneath my bedroom, and then those, and near the hall, and then those lights would all mesh up, I think it would work a lot better, but I'd have to get an Ethernet switch in here first because I'm out of ports. Anyway, um, I'm going to move on to my number four. So the fourth thing I am thankful for, uh, not the fourth, but the fourth on my list in reverse order, um, is the HomePod. Uh, It's sort of the, in some sense, the defining Apple product of 2018, if you ask me. It's how we started the year. I'm still infatuated with it by the end of the year. I added a second one midway through the year. I have hope for what happens to them next year. Um, The sound is still intoxicating. I love it. Uh, they're so reliable I mean to an extent I've had a couple it stopped now but a few weeks ago I had like two or three days where one of them would just not it was it couldn't hear me so (laughs) a Hoi telephone wouldn't work Um, and then when you tap and hold and say something you say hmm just a second let me think about that and normally it would say hmm that was a problem try again but no this was straight up saying it literally said to me I couldn't hear you and I ran diagnostics on it because we're magic and we can do that. Um, there is no audio test for the HomePod. The HomePod literally consists of microphones and speakers, yet I couldn't run an audio diagnostic, um, which is nonsense. But it seems fine now, um, and I love it. And a uh, big fan of that product, and I really hope it leaves the niche soon. Yeah, I agree. Um uh, now, I'm wondering whether I continue and just do, because, surprise, the HomePod is also on my list. Um, but I'm going to talk about something else first, actually. Okay, go for it. Um, which kind of a, a, a secondary point, which I did mention today was on my list, is our drone that we bought together. Um, we had a baby. We did have a baby, uh, and it's called Cloud 10. Or was it X? No, it's X, no, it's isn't 10. it? It's 10. No, it's 10. 10? It's good. Okay, cool. Um... Yeah, we bought a drone. It's not an expensive drone. Um, It's one of the old Parrot ones. Parrot AR Drone 2.0 from about five, six years ago. We got it really cheap. Yeah. Um, We had some fun with it. Um, We live or we work and spend all of our time near a place where there's quite a lot of open ground. Um, We were trying it there. Not so great in the wind. Um, But obviously this is why it's a five, six-year-old drone that cost us, like, you know, 50 quid each, um, as opposed to the ones you can buy these days. Um, yeah, I think it's a really cool thing. Um, I've enjoyed the times we spent with it, and we should definitely spend some more time with it. We should definitely spend some more time. We should definitely do that, and also upgrade in, at some point in the future. I want a Mavic. I really want a Mavic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I keep looking at all the photos and the stuff you can do with it, and it just looks so cool, you know? Oh, I think we should do it. We should, we should. We should it. get back but, into this one, and then we can sort of justify it. Yeah, we definitely need to get back into this one first. Um, oh yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. I did enjoy it. I really, we really need to do it. And as as you say, we live very close to an area that's. I mean, it's a national. I mean, if we we're in the US, it'd be a national park. But the UK's equivalent <laughs> yeah. to that. It's tiny. Well, it's not, but it's tiny compared to what a national park would be in the US. Um, but yeah, it's it's a big 
semi-famous place. Um, and there's lots of open spaces there. And it's it was great fun for the drone, especially we had a very hot summer here this year. We did, yeah. We didn't use it enough, but we, we really we should. Didn't and use we didn't We can go for some, some winter flights um, as long as it's not windy or snowing. Okay, cool. Um, drones are awesome, and I hope at some point in this show, in this this the run of this podcast, we will get a Mavic. Um, Definitely. Awesome. I'm going to go on to number three. Do it. Um, um, the third thing I'm the most the third thing I'm most thankful for is uh, my iPhone XS Max. Um, I love it. I love the size. I am so much happier with it than I was my iPhone 10, except for when it decides to creak. Um, when I press on it in the wrong place, it makes a weird noise. <laughs> um, but I love the gold. I'm really glad I did it. I still love the silver, but I'm glad I got the gold. And uh, the size is just perfect. It's so unusual for you to think you're so happy with something in the iPhone 10. And then something comes along, changes not very much, but just makes it perfect. And I guess that's what an S year should be. And it's never really happened because they didn't really introduce any new technology this year. Usually the S year introduces a massive new technology as a selling point, but it's actually really broken. So it's not perfect. It's not refined at all. But this was just a refinement with a bigger screen. And it just is awesome. I love it so much. And... Uh, um yeah it's it's yeah it's cool <laughs> yeah i really want one but uh there's there's things i need more than that um namely a tv then an ipad then a drone i'm not sure if, mm, i think drone first before tennis max i'm not sure mm. um cool i will do my next one um which do i choose uh, I will go for my Orbi mesh network. Oh, um, good shout. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I managed to pick this up on a lovely Cyber Monday deal. So I've only had it a couple of weeks. Um, I've got one main router and one satellite, uh, which is enough for my home. Um, it works really well. It was really easy to set up. Um, it didn't actually work the first time, but I think that was because uh, my iPad died halfway through. Um yeah it's really simple to use it makes it gives you like a professional it management with not needing to it's it, they just make it so easy it's all done through the app um there are some additions you can pay for like this disney circle i believe they call it which is like some really high-tech parental controls if you're into that you do have to pay for it um but even the stuff that's in there i can pause um internet connection to some devices i can um uh, prioritize other devices i can tell you know what's doing what um it's really cool and i must admit it's made a massive difference to my internet speed um my room is the furthest away from the router and before it was shocking uh, now i've got a satellite in my room which makes sense um so i get the most coverage in the house and it means i get satellite in my room um and yeah works really well i've been happy with it my internet speeds have i think oh what did i say went up by about you know uh, 20 times something like that yes really happy with it and it's worked seamlessly since i've got it um yeah i think that's all i've got to say about it really happy and i got it for half price which is was nice as well i've had an orbi system for coming up two years um and we've got one one main router two satellites uh we got it to improve house coverage and uh 
because when we got it, the ISP we were with, the, the provided router was really unreliable. Um, but it was getting the max speed. And so this wasn't, we didn't get it to improve speed or anything. Um, but we got it to improve coverage around the house. So we have a proper network going on. And yeah, it, it does crash from time to time. You will find it does crash. Um, looking back at it, not very often for two years. Um, routers do crash. It's a thing. Uh, sometimes with the Orbi, because there are so many bits involved, um, it's sometimes it takes a few resets to get it back up normal, and then you'll get a few days of dodginess. But once it's up, it then stays up for a good three to six months. It's um, I, I've learned the nature of this beast. Um, it's it's great. I love it. I'm I'm Ethernetted into one right now from my iMac. And I'm getting 400 megabits per second download. Um, and yeah, it, it's really cool. We actually ran like an Ethernet cable from the main router in the dining room all the way over to the living room and then got an Ethernet switch and then have all the stuff in the TV area connected. So my Apple TV gets like 400 meg as well and it's like across the hall. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Orbi's great. The app's great. Uh, I still, if Eero came out in the UK, I would still consider replacing my Orbi system with Eero because it's literally made by ex-Apple engineers. But it's been years and it's still not here. Um, so I don't hold out too much hope. Yeah, well. No, I, I'm really glad you got that because your internet in your room was, I didn't realize how bad it was until we tried to FaceTime last week. Bruh, how, how were you doing that? Like, Christ. Yes, not 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 been amazing. Uh, see, it was interesting. I had really bad Wi-Fi in reliability, speed wise, but it was a lot closer to my room. Um, and then, you know, six months ago, we got uh, much better Wi-Fi. Uh, changed ISP, um, but it was then much further away from my room, so it made no difference. Um, it was more reliable. Didn't go down as often, but speeds was pretty much the same. Um, but now this has rectified that, and I get a lot more. Which ISP are you with now? Uh, Virgin Media. Yeah, me too. We switched from BT to Virgin about a year ago. Fair enough, fair enough. BT was fine, speed-wise. I mean, it was like 60 meg. The home hub was trash. Actual yeah. trash. Like, we tried three of them, thinking they were faulty, and they really? were all just trash. We then okay. moved over to, like, a, a, mo a Netgear modem in the Orbi for about seven months mm. and then we got virgin last christmas put the box into modem only mode and then connected the orbi into that the virgin modem has not gone down once in the last year um from continuous use which is awesome and the orbis as i say maybe two three times over the last few years and it's it's just brilliant um yeah my internet situation is pretty good all things considered at the moment Cool, right. Um, let me fly back to my note. Okay, number two, the second thing, I, the second most thankful thing on my list is a piece of software. Um, kind of. It is Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I should have put that in here. <laughs> I didn't put that in here. Red Dead 2. So Red <laughs> Dead 1 defined my childhood. Whether that's a good thing or not, I'm not sure. There could be worse things to define a childhood, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but it is my favourite game to, of all time. And Red Dead 2 was 
many years of hype and speculation and then a sort of two-year waiting period from announcement to release. I mean, I'm less than halfway through the game and I've put like 60 hours into it. Um, and you're like the same place as me and you've put 90 hours into it. It is <laughs> an actual masterpiece. It's not taken the crown from Red Dead 1 for me and I don't think anything ever will because I think the vibe and emotions you get from a game depend on how you are at the time and I don't think anything will ever take the space in my memories of Red Dead 1 nothing will ever resonate with you as much as that one that, did like, yeah at spot the time on. yeah but Red Dead 2 is everything I wanted it to be it's not like okay it's not quite as good as the original but it's fine no no it it, it is brilliant absolutely it just isn't going to be my favourite I don't think it might be but I, they could not have done it better. Rockstar no. really nailed it with this one. And it's yeah. got me back into gaming. Like, for God's sake, I bought a One X, an Xbox One X, just for this game. And I I intend to play a lot of games on that console. Um, and it, gaming is something I really got a bit out of touch with. For various reasons, time, maintaining a gaming PC as well was getting ridiculous. And as a result, I didn't game, so I bought this. Um, and the One X was actually one of my possible honourable mentions um, but I sort of decided to tag it in here but no, Red Dead 2 is is an escape for me at the moment and uh, I love it and I have managed to so far avoid any major spoilers and I'm just going to take my time with this I hope it lasts many months um, I'm in no rush to finish it and when I do finish it I'm going to do well, I want to go for 100% in it it would take ages absolutely ages but yeah. i'd like to go for 100 percent. so yeah, yeah i'm a big fan very thankful for red dead 2 really spiced up the year who knows by then when you hit 100 air power might be out that's it maybe arm chips in max i haven't talked about that enough this episode no okay cool what's your next one uh my next one um i've actually i've, I've realized i have actually gone through this pretty much in ascending order the same as you um oh, bro which is now leaves me with a dilemma. Which do I choose as, as as my second? Or arguably which do I choose as my first? Hmm. Well, I think I now know the two on this. Yes, yeah. Um, okay, I'll go with number two. My Series 4 Apple Watch. Um, wow, interesting, yep, okay. Yeah, I'll explain my number one when I get there. Um... Yeah, I mean, I had my Series 2 aluminium rose gold. That was my first Apple Watch. Um, I didn't jump in on Gen 1, mainly because I'd only just gotten an iPhone. Um, so I did on Series 2. Uh, I was really happy with it. I remember the, you know, the first month of having that with the obsession of closing those rings. It was weird. I had, I'd never had anything like that before. It was odd. Um, really enjoyed it. It was great. But... The issue with that watch is that it aged very quickly. Um, it very... I mean, arguably, I got it in the summer. The Series 3s came out, you know, what, two, three months later, which I knew was going to happen, but yeah. Um, it did It did, It did. did slow down a lot. Um, that was my main reason for getting a new one. Um, I knew I was going to be upgrading this September or that, that time of year. This, you know, this gone regardless. Um... I'd, I'd hoped there would be a design change, and lo and behold, there was, mostly. Um, 
I feel like this Apple Watch is what they should have always been. This finally reached its potential. Um, I'm not going to say it's peaked by no means. I'm sure there's better stuff to come, but it feels like the final evolution of what they were trying to achieve when they first brought it out. Um, and it's definitely obviously modernized. You know, you look at the thing, it's so much more attractive, as you were saying. Um, obviously, this time I went for the stainless steel one as well, um, which just feels a big upgrade for me. So obviously, this is my first stainless steel one. Um, so again, you know, more of a reason to love it. Um, I actually realized that I actually bought... Oh, wait, no, I didn't. That's the Hermes. I was going to say I bought the most expensive one, but no, they did do the Hermes ones. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with it. Uh, it's... It's a vast, vast improvement over my Series 2 aluminium one. Um, yeah, I really like it. No regrets at all. Totally worth the money. Maybe. Um, yeah, really like it. I got it in gold. I think it looks amazingly nice. Everyone comments on it. Um, so yeah, really, really happy with it. Yeah. It is, it is. It looks amazing in gold. I love it so much. Like, if... <laughs> I, so many times I've been tempted to buy a second one in the gold, but I'm just going to resist that because that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But it it is so nice. I'm I'm not convinced on the gold Milanese loop. I'm really not. Um, it works well with with the watch, but I totally see what you mean. Like by itself, it, it's a really weird color. Um, it, but that yeah. gold with like the Blue Horizon strap or your product red one. Yeah. Um, it it yeah. just it looks brilliant. It really, it really does. I like it a lot. It's like the other day when you were wearing it with the white strap, and it literally looked like the Series Zero edition. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it looks, it, it does. It looks brilliant in gold. And uh, if I had no reason to stick with silver, I, I would have totally gone gold this year. And yeah. I, as it's, I got the gold phone, and I love it on the phone. And like you've pointed out, and like my phone, it just doesn't get the micro scratches. Uh, not at Whereas all. my silk. My silver one really is picking up the scratches, but my gold phone, unlike my silver 10, is is totally micro-scratch-free. And it's been going in and out of tight jeans for three months now, and it's it's doing fine. Yeah, and same for my watch as well. There's nothing on it, and it's been on my wrist for, you know, since they launched. Um, and I can't see a single, not even a micro-scratch. It's re hold up really, really well. I'm super impressed. Whereas if you get my silver one under the lights, you can see it. A let's ton not, of let's, them. Let's not, let's not make ourselves look at that. But I'm used to that now because this is my third silver stainless steel Apple Watch. And Fair every enough. time they've got <laughs> less and less scratched. So they seem to be making them slightly stronger. Um, cool. Right. My number one is, no surprises, it is the 2018 iPad Pro. Um, that is the tech product I got this year that I am most thankful for. I have always desired the iPad Pro lifestyle in the full package. So I had the 9.7, I had the 10.5, I always had the pencil, never got the keyboard. I always wanted the 12.9, but it was too big and ridiculous. Um, whereas this is just brilliant. I love using it. It is undeniably becoming my main computer, whereas my iMac is the secondary. It's really weird. I do everything on it. And this is kind of like your Series 4. I can think of a few times where it's happened to me, and this is one of them. Not only does the product come out and you get it and you, you get all the new stuff it introduced, you get things you wanted beforehand as well. You do it all in one. So I always wanted an LTE iPad. I always wanted the 12.9. And then when I got this, not only did I get the Face ID and the liquid rest in the display, I got LTE. 
I got 12.9. Things that existed beforehand, but I always held off on. And it's like your Series 4, where you finally got stainless steel, but you also got that massive display. You got the faster chip. So it's it's a very satisfying purchase when that happens. I can think of like when I got my iPhone 5 and I got a white one because I'd always had black iPhones and I really wanted the white 4S when I had the 4 and I waited and got the white 5. Um, it's, it's just occasionally that happens and that iPad to me is one of them. And just combined with the smart keyboard photo and the Apple Pencil 2 it's, and the power in it, I was playing um, Grid Autosport on it. The graphics are insane. Oh man, I love it. I'm I am so into this device, and um, I can't wait for you to get one. I really can't. It's it's yeah, it's awesome. I love it so much. Um, I am far happier with it than any of the other things on the list, except Red Dead Two because that's really personal. Um, but of of the Apple devices, so the main ones are obviously the the watch, the phone, and the iPad. All of them really love, but the iPad is the one that's I've had over a month now, and every time I sit down and use it, I get excited. Um, so yeah I love it yeah I would imagine it would probably be on the top of my list if I had one and the reviews for it the general consensus is so overwhelmingly positive yeah and so was the 10s. to be honest the 10s got for something that was a minor update wow they were positive yeah. um, the only thing I'm that I didn't get what I wanted with this iPad, which in hindsight wasn't an issue um, is 512 I really wanted to go for the 512 this year because um, I had 256 last time and it's not a problem I can easily make 256 work with no problem at all um, but I would have liked the 512 but I wasn't paying an extra £200 for it so uh, yeah yeah, that is that is a fair amount I think I hit the sweet spot with the 256 LTE because 256 is an, more than enough breathing room and if I'm going on a trip I can get more than enough stuff downloaded on there so yeah 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 fair enough Fair enough. That's my Thanksgiving over. Go on, give me your number one, which is... It's the HomePod. Boy. Yeah, right? Um, I'm kind of... I, when I was thinking about this, just uh, it's kind of surprised me. But again, with you talking about what you were just saying, it's kind of, for me, it's been a, bit a gateway into a lot of other things. So, um, as you were saying about your white iPhone 5... I've, I, I've been, I had been looking for a decent speaker for a long time. I really like music, and I'm really into my music, um, and I've never had a proper speaker before, a, a speaker system. I had had a record player, and I had um, you know the horrible speakers that are rigged up to that, but it always sounded awful. It was not a great setup. Um, great turntable. Everything else was... Please uh, bleep that out. Um, with the HomePod... It's definitely, for me, it's, it's obviously so easy and convenient to use. Obviously, Apple Music, you know, basically every song I'd ever want to listen to. Um, the price, it's incredible value um, for the kind of speaker you're getting for that. It sounds amazing. You know, you've got to spend at least another £200 to get something, I would say, that's, that's, that can touch it. Um, we were talking about this the other day. We were setting up um, some old Bowers and Wilkins speakers back when they made wireless speakers. Um, and although they sounded very impressive... And in some ways, arguably better than the HomePod. The HomePod just sounds so warm. There's so much depth to it. Um, it arguably isn't the most realistic sound, I don't think. Um, but to me, that kind of isn't really what I want. Um, I want it to sound warm and inviting. You know, if I've only got one speaker, then I want it to sound nice, not necessarily 
realistic. Now, obviously, there's a place for obviously realism, and you know, audio files. I'm sure are screaming. Um, but at the same time, it's just really nice to come home and be like, you know, ask a hoy speaker play some music, um, and it's great. And obviously, it means I can then start having all this um, this HomeKit stuff. You know, the Philips Hue. I only have that because I've got the HomePod. Realistically, I probably wouldn't have gotten it if I if it if I couldn't use the HomePod with it. Um, so yeah, for me, it's opened up a lot of things like that, and I use it all the time, all the time. Um, and when I'm staying over at my girlfriend, she's got a, a Play 3. Holly has a Play 3. I don't know why I called her my girlfriend. Everyone knows she's called Holly. Um, she's got a Play 3, and it's fine, I guess. But whenever I'm listening to it... Wasn't it her birthday recently? Uh, was it? Yes, it was, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh, it's awful. Birthday, month and two days later, Christmas. Half a month later, our anniversary... And then it's Valentine's Day. My God, it's so expensive. Um, Unlucky, mate. Tell me about it. Uh, but yeah, TLDR, I love it, and it sounds better than anything else, and when I'm not listening to it, I miss it. I couldn't have put it any better. Um, it's The HomePod has definitely been something I absolutely love about 2018, and it's one of my favourite Apple products ever released. It only made it to number four on my list, but I'm glad it was number one because you put my thoughts and feelings into really good words. I really couldn't agree with you more about the HomePod, how it's opened stuff up. And this is partially why I finally got Philips Hue. And um, we have so many, like you, we have so many speakers around the house and it's fun to have the HomePod in that that little army. But yeah, that, that's real cool. Um, but as always, everything has to come to an end and uh, that's pretty much all we have time for this episode. Um Anything you wanted to add or anything you need to point out before we go? Um, I don't think so. Other than Merry Christmas, I guess, if you celebrate it, you know. And Happy Christmas New Year. Is good. Oh, yeah, and Happy New Year. When's our next episode coming out? Uh, like the 2nd of January. Let me just quickly check. It will be on the... Oh, okay, no, it's New Year's Day. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It's, so we're back on the 1st of January. Nice. Um Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you want to find the show notes for this week or any other links to things we may have referenced in the show, you can find them at blueinkcode.com forward slash TBIS forward slash five. Um, I've been Jack Taylor and I write blueinkcode.com. You can also find me on Instagram as at a Jack Taylor. As always, I've been joined by my co-host Lex McCohen. McCohen. Awesome. Hey, I'll master it one day. And where can they find you, Lex McCohen? Um, well, at the moment I'm in my room. I hope they don't find you there, but... Yeah, you probably won't. I don't spend much time here, to be fair. Do you have an online presence? Not really. Maybe one day I will. You can find his Instagram account in my bio on my Instagram account. You can, actually. I got lovely notifications about that. I was heartwarmed. Anyway, uh, we will see you in two weeks' time on New Year's Day. Have a great Christmas, If you again, if you celebrate it, and if you're celebrating New Year... Have a great time then as well. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. There you go. We've heard all three dogs. This is Toby, yeah.